And now, before we begin our Torah study, let's, let's pray together. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kitshanu B'mitzvotah V'tzivanu La'asok B'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. What a wonderful time today. What a wonderful worship. Beautiful, wonderful, blessed. The Lord is with us today. So um, I would like to share with you a good news. And um, for someone it will be a good news. For someone probably it's even better. So let us, let us go together in the scriptures. So our weekly Torah portion is Nassau, Take. And today I want to speak in the light of one of the most famous prayers, the blessing of which we conclude our Shabbat services, Yevrecha Donai, or, or uh, Aaron's blessing. I would like to read it in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and verse 26, through 26. I would like to read it as a blessing upon all of us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. We need peace of the Lord. We need, we need his peace. We need his peace. So, Holy Spirit, please do your part. Fill us with your peace. In the name of Yeshua, we need your peace. Amen. This prayer is filled with deep spiritual meaning, and these words reveal the Lord's desire for us, His Father's heart full of love for His children. And I have a good news for us. We are His children, children of God. We can boldly accept God's love as expressed through these words and be confident that the Lord truly wants to bless us. It is in His heart. It is His will. This prayer is for each of us. And for each of us, it is a great blessing as well. This very special prayer. But I would like to share one more part of this prayer. In the words of this prayer, there is yet another very important meaning. And let us open verse 23 in the same book. It is the same prayer, number six, verse before and verse after this prayer. So verse 23. Here's the uh, commandment uh, of the Lord, from the Lord. Speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them that this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. Let us say together, people of Israel. You are to say to them. And verse 27, the last verse after this prayer. In this way, they are to put my name on the people of Israel. And thank you, Eric. His name is wonderful. In this way, they are to put my name on the people of Israel. Let us say, on the people of Israel. On the people of Israel. So that I will bless them. Once again, very important truth here. I want to repeat that this blessing applies to every believer in Yeshua, in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to all of us. 
However, this prayer was initially directed precisely at the Jewish people, people of Israel. It was the first blessing to the people of Israel. There's another exciting and essential prayer for Israel in Bible. It is Psalm 122, verse 6 through verse 9. And I pray this prayer always. This is part of my spiritual life, spiritual prayer life. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Here's the very important part. May those who love you be at peace. We need his peace, his shalom. May those who love you be at peace. It is connected with our faith. We trust, we believe in the Lord, of, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When we love Israel, this blessing comes upon us, all of us. Verse 7. May there be shalom within your walls, quietness within your palaces. And verse 8. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I now say shalom be within you. For the sake of the house of Adonai, our God, I will seek your good. I will seek your good. Such a wonderful and important reminder for all of us to pray for Israel. It is our part to pray for the people of Israel. Now I want to talk about one crucial topic today. And that is the question of who is worthy of our blessing. Let us say together, who is worthy of our blessing? Reading the blessing of Aaron, some believers idealize Israel and pray for the city of Jerusalem, pray for the walls of Jerusalem, the streets, the land of Israel. But we need to remember, this prayer is for living people, for the Jewish people. It is not about the streets or walls of Jerusalem. It is about people. And now, I would like to share with you the secret. Do you remember me? It's my favorite thing to share it with you. Do not say it to anyone. It's between us. I want to remind you, I want to remind all of us that our people are far from being perfect and sinless. Do not share with anybody. I can hear somebody says, I'm not alone here. There are many examples in the Bible of the disobedience of the Jewish people to God and his messengers, to his prophet, prophets. And you know what? Modern Israel is far from being a perfect state. state. Am I right? Yeah. Far. Most people who live there, very far from the standards of the scriptures. Very far. Now I want to share the main idea of today's sermon. It is easy to bless and wish well for somebody far away, whom we do not know, who seems perfect. It is easy sometimes to pray for streets of Jerusalem or, you know, for people who are there, hundreds of miles from us. 
Still, it is often challenging to bless and pray for someone near you, especially if they are sinful and imperfect. And even more difficult when they do not share your views and may not like you. And they are close to you. It is a different thing. Today the world is divided into groups of people at war with each other. There is so much politics, hatred, divisions, and wars, and there is so much grief around because of that. And sometimes these worldly influences enter places of worship. Sometimes children of God can bring their understandings, beliefs, and morally wrong ideas within, within places of worship. And we know this, this world is full of hatred and divisions. People hate and do not accept those who are different from them and do not share their views. They curse and desire retribution for enemies. But God calls you and me to bless, not condemn. Let us say together, the Lord calls us to bless. Oh boy, when you read the life of Moses, how many times he went through such a horrible time with his own people. Do you remember how many times? But despite of that, he was commanded to bless Israel. And you know what? He did it with grateful heart, with all his heart. He loved his nation, his people. He loved our people with all his heart. I think every believer in Yeshua, our Messiah, knows this simple truth. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 1 Peter 3, 9. And it is a part of good news. And I know sometimes it is, it is difficult to read, but it is, it is to all of us. 1 Peter 3, 9. And I would like to wait for you to open the scriptures with me. So you won't say later it was Rabbi Yuri's message. You will say this is the part of the Bible to me. Okay, verse 9. Do not repay evil for evil or insult for insult. It is easy to do. But give a blessing instead. It is for this reason you were called. Which reason? To bless others. Whom? Who pay you evil. <laughs> One more time. It is for this reason you were called, so that you might inherit a blessing. A fascinating truth is here. If you believe the scriptures, this is truth here. If you want to inherit a blessing and accept it into your own life, then give a blessing and be a blessing to others. Release the blessing of the Lord through your life to others. From the very first day when we received Yeshua by faith in our hearts and the Holy Spirit filled us with His presence, a profound change took place within us. Instead of anger and hatred, the Holy Spirit filled us in our innermost beings with forgiveness. 
with love, with mercy, with compassion. It is everything in, in the Holy Spirit. Probably each of us knows these words, words in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 uh, through 45. Matthew 5, 43 through 45. You have heard that I was, it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So, here in these words, Yeshua teaches us to love people and shows us the character of God. His desire to bless and do good even to enemies and those who hate him. We pray for rain. And you know what the truth is? It is one thing to read and memorize some, something from the scriptures and another to put it into practice. Uh, I have a question for you. What do you think? Is it easy to forgive others or not? Yeah. I thought it was easy way before. I want to read one more one important place from the scriptures. It's first Peter verse chapter three, the same chapter three, verse one and two. Man, please do not read this scripture right now. It's only for... Okay. First Peter 3, 1, 2. Likewise, wives, be submitted to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the message, by the wife's conduct, without a word, they may be won over, as they observe your pure, reverent conduct. I believe this is one of the most read passages in the Bible, especially when a husband wants to prove something to his wife. Yeah? <laughs> Obey me. Bible said it. Open Peter and read it. But I'm sure that this passage from the Bible applies not only to women, but to men too, to all of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 3, 3. I'm sorry, I have many places today, but it is important. 2 Corinthians 3.3 3. It is clear that you are a letter from Messiah delivered by us. Written not with ink, but with the Ruach of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. You are the letter of our Messiah Yeshua. It is a blessing to be a believer and set an example in your life according to the Bible. To be an example of, a of the child of God. I want to read one of the most interesting and at the same time difficult places in the New Testament. It is a part of Yeshua's sermon on the mount and we can open it uh, Matthew chapter 5. 
I believe Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. I believe Yeshua revealed the very essence of the messianic faith, the heart of the gospel, and the desire of the Lord for each of us in this uh, chapter, chapter 5. So, let's start with verse 1. Now, when Yeshua saw the crowds, crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. So, here's the crowds, and here's his disciples. The crowds somewhere there, far from him, and his disciples close to him. They can listen to his message. They can hear everything he wants to say to him, to them. And he opened his mouth and began to teach them. Whom? His disciples, who were close to him. And we are his disciples. Saying, verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice. And be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why it's not so much about prosperity here? Wait a minute. Is this a New Testament? What a great news. When people persecute you, rejoice when you be persecuted. So welcome to the kingdom of God, to faith in the Lord, because this is the part of our faith, of our daily walk. Being a son or a daughter of God is an extraordinary calling and destiny. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. We live here, but we are not of this world. A child of God is a child of the King of Kings. And therefore our life, thoughts, and interests must first belong to Him. Because we are His children. Amen. And I know that it's, it's quiet right, here, right now. It's here so deeply. I'm sorry I'm reading this for you, but it's important for us, for all of us. Very important news. I want to give an example from the life of the prophet Isaiah. This is one of the most uh, famous chapters from the book of the prophet describing Isaiah's call to ministry, how he was called to ministry. 
It is Isaiah chapter 6. Please open with me and let us go uh, there together because it is an important place from the Bible. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw Adonai sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above him. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. One called out to another and said, Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzavaot. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And said, The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy, 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 the Lord God. The whole earth full of his glory. Verse 4. Then the post of the door trembled at the voice of those who called. So what a worship time there. And the house was filled with smoke. The presence of the Lord, the glory, the shekin of God, presence of God. Weight of the Lord, presence of God. The house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Oy way. Oi to me. <laughs> Literally, I don't think he said oi to me. He was just crying there. Oi, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm cooked. It's about people who likes to be in the presence of the Lord. Welcome to the presence of the Lord. Oi, for I'm ruined. For I'm a man of unclean lips. And I'm dwelling among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, Adonai Tsevaot, Lord of hosts or Lord of armies. What an experience Isaiah had with the Lord. This story reminds me of our times. The first verse begins with the mention of the death of King Uzziah. Uzziah in Hebrew, Uziyahu, meaning my strength is in the Lord, or my strength is the Lord. The Lord is my strength. He was the tenth king of the ancient kingdom of Judah. Uzziah took the throne at age 16 and reigned for about 52 years in Judah. His reign was the most prosperous since the time of Solomon. He was a great king. In the earlier part of his reign, under the influence of a prophet, Zechariah, he was faithful to God and did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. He was a righteous man and king. And now the king and wise politician Uzziah died. And the future of Israel is in significant doubt after his death. After so many years of prosperity, wisdom, and successful battles, the question comes up, what is next? What is next for Judah? What will happen to the country after his death? 
I can imagine the feelings of the prophet Isaiah who loved the king so much and shared political and religious views with him, supported and approves of his rule. And now Isaiah prays and asks the Lord what to do next and what the kingdom would be without such a wise ruler. What to do next? Our king died. And at the, that such a moment, the Lord shows Isaiah that it is no longer Uzziah who is the king of Judea and that the answers and the future of Judah are not in him but that the Lord is the king of kings and his will and the kingdom are unshakable and that only the Lord has all answers. Therefore, the future is in God's hands. Right after Uzziah's death, the Lord showed Isaiah the greatest revelation of all. He told him, I'm the king of kings. I'm the king of kings and the future of Israel, of Judea, in my hands. What a lesson for, this is for us. I know that presidents and politicians come and go and empires rise and fall, but the Lord remains the king. And his will is the most important in our life. So let us read uh, next verses. Verse 6. So after Isaiah prayed this important prayer, Oy vey, <laughs> Oy vey, I'm ruined, I'm done, I'm cooked, I'm sinful. It was actually the right prayer. It was the prayer of repentance. Do this prayer often, as often as you can. Lord, I'm done, I'm sorry, forgive me, please. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a glowing coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, these had touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sins atoned for. Then I heard the voice of Adonai saying, Whom should I send and who will go for us? So, I love this word, so. I can imagine Isaiah by himself there. And nobody's around him. And the Lord said, who will go for us? Do you remember how the Lord called Moses? Moses, he was saying to the Lord, I can't go, Lord, please. I'm too old. I can speak freely. Lord, I know. I'm a Jew. I'm sure. I know everything's fine. But can you find Ukrainians to go? <laughs> or uh, Italians, or they're so wonderful, they can go for you and do everything you do. Here's the same story. Isaiah by himself, and he's hearing the words of the Lord. Who will go for us? <laughs> so, as a result of this calling, I said, Hineni, which means, here I am, send me. I love these words, hineni, send me. 
After that encounter with the Lord, Isaiah became the prophet of the Messiah. He was entrusted with the good news, the gospel of the Messiah. We all remember Isaiah 53. Do you remember this chapter? It is about Messiah. Isaiah in chapter 48, he speaks about Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He received this revelation from the Lord because he saw the Lord face to face. He was in his presence. This is the essence of our life and our destiny. We are called to serve God in all circumstances. Let us say all circumstances. When everything is going well or something doesn't go according to our plan, it doesn't matter. We are called to serve the Lord. We are called to be a blessing. When a country is ruled by a wise politician or not, when there are righteous people around us or not, we are called to bless and to be a blessing to others. It is our calling. Put my name on the people of Israel. It is not about them. It is about you. It is not about their state of mind or their faith. It is about your faith. It is about your state of mind. You are called to be a blessing to others. The next question is, what can be an obstacle for us? Pride, selfishness, unwillingness to admit one's mistakes, bitterness, and unforgiveness stand in the way of God's calling. Therefore, Scripture teaches us to choose the Lord. And this cannot be done on our own but only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Bible tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be in prayer, in unity, love one another, and worship the Lord. Actually, constantly praise Him. And this is what we need now more than ever before. In conclusion of my message, I want to pray for you with the prayer of Rabbi Shaul, the Apostle Paul. It is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through verse 21. And if you can open with me, it is a wonderful prayer. Prayer of blessing. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And please receive it in your life, into your life. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth receives its name. I pray that from his glorious riches, he would grant you to be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Ruach, through his Spirit. Verse 17. So that Messiah might dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and grounded in love. Verse 19. And to know the love of Messiah which surpasses knowledge, so you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far beyond all that we ask or imagine, by means of his power that works in us, to him be the glory in the community of believers and in Messiah Yeshua 
throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I would like to invite my wife, Rebets and Ina. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being blessing to Beth Israel too. We will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel and then we'll stay here for memorial service. So let us pray, pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Shabbat shalom, mishpacha. Shabbat shalom.